Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Well, the story continues relative to the uh, killing of Lake and Riley. Uh, That is the uh, medical student there at the uh, university uh, uh, in Athens, uh, Georgia. And um, it's interesting what the dialogue is now. People on the left, the progressives and others, mainstream media pushing back on those like myself that uh, say that we should be outraged about this. And there was a great article in the National Review by Charles Cook, and it's entitled Outrage Over the Killing of Lake and Riley is Completely Justified. And he simply says and boils it down to this. When an illegal immigrant is charged in murdering an innocent American student, Americans have every right to be furious about it and it's incredible that those on the left are now saying that the offender rate of illegal immigrants is less than American citizens why why is that the comparison why is it that we just don't live up and fulfill the obligation that we have to vet people that come into this country and to enforce the existing immigration laws that would compel that they would be deported. Why do we just simply bypass all of this? And as Cook points out in his article, he says this is entirely baffling to him. If the question at hand here were, do illegal immigrants commit crimes at a higher rate than U.S. citizens, these numbers would be relevant. But that's really not the question, he says, is it? The question that the critics are asking is, what could have been done to prevent this murder? And clearly, the answer to that inquiry is going to be completely different when one is dealing with illegal immigrants, or any non-American visitor for that matter, than when one is dealing with American citizens. Because by law, he points out, the United States government is obliged to monitor who is entering the country and to turn away at the border anyone who is deemed likely to present a threat. Go figure. Almost every other country in the world does exactly that. For reasons that ought to be self-evident, he says, it does not perform that service internally, practically, philosophically, and politically. To compare the two is like comparing chalk and cheese. You know, it's interesting. He points out his parents. He's actually British. He's now a U.S. citizen. And he points out that his parents are going to be visiting him in two weeks. And he describes what happens when you come to this country legally, especially through a port of entry like an airport. 
And he goes on to describe that. He says, in a couple of weeks, my British parents will visit me here in America. And before they do so, they will be obliged to apply for a waiver document called an ESTA, which requires them to declare whether or not they've ever committed any crimes, a declaration that is then checked using the automated, automated targeting system. And then they check with another system called the Treasury Enforcement Communication System, TEX, to submit their details via the airline to the Advanced Passenger Information System. We're on system number five now which cross-checks them against all available law enforcement databases and to submit to a short interview with the Border Patrol agent once they arrive. And if my parents were to show up at the airport without these documents, guess what would happen, folks? It would not matter that as septuagenarian tourists from rural England, they are on an aggregate statistically less likely to commit a crime than our U.S. citizens, <laughs> obviously, they would be turned away at the first hurdle. For them, the system is the system, is the system. Most Americans, even most libertarian-leaning Americans, believe that running basic security checks of this type might, yeah, just simply might be a good idea, as he points out. And he says, this, so let's go back to why people are angry with President Biden and the Democratic Party and the appeal to statistics that does nothing but repel that anger. Does nothing to repel that anger, excuse me. Simply put, Americans is just saying that the guy that killed Lake and Riley shouldn't have been here in the first place. Plain and simple. Not to mention that they had multiple opportunities to deport this individual, right? I mean, you may not realize this, but Jose Antonio Ibarra was arrested in New York City on suspicion of endangering the life of a child. But because New York City is a sanctuary city, combined with this DA there who is, has no interest in prosecuting crimes because they don't want to discourage illegal immigration, he wasn't charged. He wasn't tried. He wasn't convicted. And he wasn't handed over to the authorities for deportations. Rather, he was just released back into the general population of the United States. And at that point in time, they actually had knowledge that he had actually struck a federal officer when he came across the border in 2022 illegally. So we had him. We had him in our custody. And we decided to do nothing with him him because he's an illegal immigrant because we're trying or not attempting to dole out justice in a sanctuary city we would rather pay taxpayer dollars to put him up in hotels pay him to eat pay him to sham the system now if you were arrested as a u.s citizen for the charge of endangering the life of a child, what do you think would happen? What do you think would happen in Jefferson I suspect you would go to jail. What's interesting here is that we, we put no value in citizens' rights because these aliens have no right to enter the United States, not even if they come here 
legally. They don't have a right to this. And if they don't follow the rules and the customs and the laws of our country, almost every other country in the world will deport you. Not here. We've decided to allow state and local governments to declare themselves a safe harbor from federal laws. And it's absolutely amazing to me. I remember when I took the oath of office to be the sheriff, and I reminded immigration activists of this when they came to see me when we deported more illegals from Jefferson Parish per capita than any other county in the United States. Working with the immigration authorities and doing so and recognizing that when I took the oath, it was to uphold the Constitution and laws of the United States, the Constitution and laws of this state, and the laws of Jefferson Parish. And no single one of those in that oath has preferential treatment over the other one. Can you believe how ridiculous it sounds when we allow state and local officials to declare that they are not going to facilitate help or work with federal authorities? And they say, as Cook points out, that by raising these arguments that we're the bigoted, monomaniacal, or inappropriate about wanting this distinction to be observed. But yet there's so many layers compelling public officials to do just the opposite. We're taking the oath that we're going to uphold these laws. Nowhere in it does it say that there's a multiple choice that we get to pick and choose. So the question is, is that the structure of our government here in this country, we, we either support it or we don't. And we should remind ourselves of asking these questions of folks that put themselves up to be elected in public office. We've elected some here in the metropolitan area that have done the exact same thing. They have worked to the detriment of the federal government, of federal laws. But yet anybody else that comes to this country is run through the ringer when they come here legally. In fact, Cook talks about his situation. He said, I, I was not a citizen when he came to this country. He goes, uh, now that I'm an American, I'm entitled to all the protections that are accorded to the native born. But I wasn't always, he says. I shouldn't have been always. Between being granted my first temporary visa in 2011 and raising my right hand at my citizenship ceremony in 2018, he says he was one of the most investigated people in the United States. During those seven years, I was repeatedly fingerprinted and photographed. I had to tell the federal government each time I moved. I went through four rounds of background checks. I was subjected to an in-depth interview at the U.S. Embassy in London. I had to provide a list of every country I'd traveled to, every place I'd lived, every job I'd had, and every organization I'd joined in the last five years. And I had to vow that I was not a terrorist or human trafficker or criminal and that I was not going to restrict anyone's religious liberty before I could obtain citizenship. And I also, by the way, had to pass a civics test. 
Eventually, this led to being moved from one category to the other. But at no point during the long transition did I consider the process unfair. Like the vast majority of Americans, and there's a supermajority of Americans that fall on this side of the argument relative to illegal immigration, I believe that American citizens have every right to determine who joins them in this country. And one of the people who has joined them is charged with murdering an innocent college student. They have every right to be furious about it. And I couldn't agree more. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.